millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So how was your weekend, my friend? Uh, not too bad. I got a, a lot of editing done for our mutual friend Steve's film, The Walker, that Good. we filmed a couple of months ago. Got one scene left to edit, hmm. and it, it's kind of like the the big climax of, of the movie, and it's it's a pretty elaborate scene, so I saved it for last by design, <laughs> so that way I could dedicate yeah. all my efforts to that. So hopefully I may have it done by the end of the night, but if not, by tomorrow. That's cool. So you can see the so, finish line. You're like, you're running up on it right now. I'm at like the final turn before <laughs> I cross the finish line. Awesome. I can't wait to see a rough cut of it. Um Yeah. So hopefully Steve will let me see it <laughs> when it's uh it's a rough cut. If if he doesn't then then just get with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> hey, give me give me that there link. Yep. Uh, but how about you? Um it was a pretty it was okay weekend. I'm in that weird period where I just finished, you know, uh, putting a, 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 a thousand hours into Tears of the Kingdom, and now I'm in that weird transition period where I don't really know what I want to play right now, so I'm kind of just jumping from game to game, not really committing to anything, so I'm just looking for that next game to really sink my teeth into, you know? Yeah, it's like instead of bar hopping, you're game hopping. Yep, pretty much. Just just trying trying to find that place where you can, where you can stay a while. I think it's getting but, uh, close to that time. I think I do want to get an Xbox. Yeah? 
because I want to. I want to get okay. Game Pass. I want to just try out because Game Pass seems like a pretty good deal, and uh, I'd like to try it out. I will eventually, but I know with everything that I've got coming up, I'm trying to to save money. Like with going to L.A. in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and then I've got a a trip to Orlando uh, at the end of the year, so. Probably won't be able to get an Xbox anytime soon, but eventually I'll get one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm, I I might get a PC or because you can do Game Pass on PC. I don't know. There's too many, too too many avenues of to play games these days. It's like it's like a embarrassment of riches, and then I I get um, choice paralysis. I know. It's like you have too many options. Yeah. <laughs> to, to choose from. But uh, but this week it is another top five list, and for this week we're doing uh, thanks to uh, our good friend Mr. Brandon Rutledge. He uh, suggested this one. This was a good one. It's top five worst game from great franchises, and we got a lot of contributions for this one this week. Yeah, and it goes to show you that you know out of all the the great franchises in video games from Mario to Sonic and even the more recent ones like Halo, you know, and other like call of duty, just longstanding franchises, but every franchise has a miss where you're just like, what, what were they thinking when this happened? You know, they're usually forgivable because the majority of the games in the franchise are mm -hmm. good. Yeah. But there's still that one little (laughs) black eye. But you know what? The only one that I really couldn't think of a bad game was soup was Mario. But I, I know there. I've, I've got one. Yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't occur to me until I saw it on your list, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't think about that one." There, there's a couple, and I, I will say, like before we get into our list, I people are going to ask me why I didn't include the Zelda CDI games. <laughs> It's because I've never played them. Yeah, I haven't either. So, I would have put them so, on mine, but I never played them. I mean, they I don't even know if there's five, but they would have probably been my one through five. I don't I even know them. if they're counted as canon at this point. Like, they're just sort of the weird little offshoot thing. <laughs> they're the relative that you don't want to talk yeah. about. Because <laughs> every family has one. Yep. Oh, I'm that person in my family. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, um, if you want to go ahead and get started, we'll start off with your list and then, uh, then we'll go to mine. Okay. Sounds good. So I don't have any honorable mentions, but I will say this is one of the easier lists that I came up with. I actually made my list after we did last week's show. Mm -hmm. After you cleared the Google doc, I'm like, I already know what I'm going to (laughs) put. So starting at number five is we mentioned Mario is super Mario brothers, the lost levels. And I say that because for two reasons. One, people bash Super Mario Brothers 2 unfairly. Yeah. Because to me, it's similar enough to the to the Mario style, but different enough that it doesn't feel like a retread of the first game. Mm-hmm. Mario Brothers The Lost Levels is Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. And while it can be fun, it is brutally hard. <laughs> and it's more like, of the same. Too. Unplayable. Yeah, and it's more of the same too. Just yeah, it's you. You've got the poison mushrooms that you've got to account for, but other than that, mm-hmm. it's really not that different. And it it's not. We talk about the the line between hard in the sense that you want to keep going, and then just frustratingly hard to where you just quit playing. Yeah, 
that Mario Brothers Lost Levels crossed that line. So it had to make my top five. Yeah, I didn't even think of the Lost Levels. If I would have thought about it, I would have put that on my list. Number four is Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures, one of my long-standing disliked games. You hate this game as much as I hate <laughs> Fester's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, well, so it's like, to give a Reader's Digest version of my re- my dislikes of this game, Pac-Man, iconic game. Mm-hmm. You know, put arcade gaming on the map. Miss Pac-Man, even better. Probably, if not the best top three best arcade game of all time oh yeah easy so how do you make a sequel to that you do a a a point and click adventure with pac-man because that's what people want to play if you want to make a a point and click game like that that's fine but make it original yeah don't don't incorporate and we're going to get to that again in another choice of mine (laughs) and i know it's on your list too yep so that that's why pac-man 2 is on my list Number three is Castlevania 64. Now, I've said I'm not a gigantic Castlevania fan, though I have grown more of an appreciation for it the more we've done this show and having conversations with you and actually playing some of the games. The The original Castlevania games are fun. This is not one of them. It is peak N64 trash. Yeah. In my opinion, everything from the blocky graphics to horrible gameplay, it's just a bad game. And it just looks like garbage, too. Even for the Nintendo 64, it's yeah. terrible. A lot of the N64 games have not aged well. Mm-hmm. This is up there on the, the worst aging N64 games, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's absolutely 100% unplayable. Number two is Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. You guys know this had to be on my list. Legend of Zelda, one of the greatest games of all time. Still doesn't get enough credit. The original Zelda game, like Mario gets a lot of the credit for putting Nintendo on the map, but I think Zelda, as far as that type of of game, was a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. So so what do you do as a follow-up? You make it completely different <laughs> and take away a lot of what made the original game great. And you make it a side-scroller. And you make it a side-scroller. Now, we played Agalos, which is like a... It made in the same style mm-hmm. of Zelda 2. But that game was a lot of fun. And I think, much like what I was talking about with Pac-Man 2, had you made this a non-Zelda game, if you kept the same you know, gameplay even like that medieval type of setting, but you took the Zelda theme out of it, it would have been fine. Yeah. But, you know, then Nintendo had, in my opinion, their greatest rebound with Link to the Past. Yep. But this Zelda 2 is, again, like that that relative that you don't <laughs> like to be around. Yeah, yeah. And And I know a lot of people might have thought that that would be my number one. <laughs> but there is a game that just barely beat it out, and that is... Sonic the Hedgehog, the 2006 game, first of all, they couldn't come up with a unique title for it, so they just called it Sonic the Hedgehog. This This was released... Xbox 360 game? Yes. Okay. So, visually, this game is really good. Like, it's got some of the best-looking graphics of any Sonic game. That being said, it's kind of weird having Sonic in almost like a 
a super realistic setting. Yeah. Because you know you know how like even the human characters have a very distinct like animated look to them. Mm-hmm. Robotnik looks like a cross between a cartoon and a a live action person. Like he looks like a weird human and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That and the the story is okay and it introduces a couple of new characters like um Silver the Hedgehog but the gameplay is bad. The camera system, and it was bad in the the Dreamcast games, but it's just as bad here. And it's just, it's kind of like the Twilight Princess of Sonic, where they tried to put it in a realistic setting, and it yeah. just didn't work. And it's terrible. Uh, it just, it, it, it's so weird. Like, why would you put Sonic in a, a world with <clears throat> realistic people? You, they could have done something more along the lines of like Mario Odyssey when he went to uh, New Donk City, where yeah. even the human beings are still stylized, you know, and not, they don't look like, like you're in Grand Theft Auto, you know, like it just yeah. doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Yeah, it is just one of those. And I, I've been able to play through really any Sonic game that has come out. But I never finished this one just because it it bored me to tears. <laughs> I've seen some playthrough of this game, and I'm just like, ugh, why? Yeah, no thanks. All right, well, on, what about to, yours? on to my list. I only have one runner-up on here, and this is uh, a Star Wars game, and it's Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. Do you remember this game? I have not, to use a Star Wars reference, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. (laughs) It is the fighting game that they put out for, it was the original PlayStation. It was late in the Mm -hmm. life of the original PlayStation 2. And um, Rampage in the chat room, what's going on, Rampage? Rampage! And um, I I remember being so excited for this game. I was like, holy crap, we're going to get a fighting game with, with, with Star Wars characters? It came out, me and my roommate got it the first day it came out, and we played it for about 30 seconds, and we're both like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is not good. I I haven't thought of that game since it came out, but yeah, it was bad. It's real it was bad. real bad. As it's, they would say in the, the area we live, it's real bad. Real bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to my uh, my actual list. At number five, we have Resident Evil 6. I think I got about 30 minutes into that game before I f- just threw down the controller and was like, nah, I'm done, not doing this one. Because it, 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 they did a sharp left turn when they, went in, when they did five because, you know, the first four are survival horror games. The fourth one went a little bit more action-y. But by the fifth game, they turned it basically into an action game that just happened to have zombies. And then by the sixth one was just, it was terrible. Like, it was just, they were they were a little long in, in the tooth at that point. Yeah, I have never played it, but I've watched some gameplay of it. And yeah, it, it didn't help its case. No, it just, if you're going through the Resident Evil series, I would say play one through four. Skip five and six, and then go straight to seven and eight. And those are good. Little, su- little surprised that uh, Code Veronica wasn't on there. Uh, well, Code Veronica has its merits, but it de- it deserves to have a-, a remake in the style of Resident Evil Two. I think if they would do a remake of it, it would do really well. It's just 
it was a little tough to try and go back and play it a couple of months ago right. cuz it's just uh, man those controls just suck they're terrible uh, at number 5 we have a game that i love the mass effect series it's it's my favorite some one of my favorite franchises of the last two decades but man andromeda was such a disappointment that game did not need to be made it came out too soon. I think if they would have waited a good decade before putting it out, it, w- it would have been better. But, man, I got about like, about an hour into that game. I was like, I just don't even want to play this. There's nothing hooking me in this game. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Mass Effect, it's one of the best gaming trilogies ever made. And I agree with you. I think if they had waited longer and then put out Andromeda, it would have been better received. but when you put out something like that to follow an incredible gaming trilogy, you're just mm-hmm. setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Especially with that story that you play mm-hmm. through with the original trilogy, with your character, all those experiences you went through and then to just completely like, it's not even literally not even in the same universe. Like it's in a different galaxy. <laughs> That's why they call it Andromeda. They went to the Andromeda galaxy where none of this that stuff that happened in the first game is ever going to happen there. So it's it's a whole, like, why even call it Mass Effect? Because it would sell. Because yeah. of the name. And at number three, of course, we have Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. I will never apologize for my hatred of this game. I can't stand it, and it just needs, all copies need to be burned at the, at the stake or and or buried in the desert uh, like E.T. Uh, it is error. <laughs> he is error. <laughs> and I know I'm going to make some people mad with this entry, but I I'm, had to put... Not, a, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I had to put another... Legend of Zelda game on my list. At number two, we have Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. For the sheer fact that I was so excited for this game, I I got it on GameCube when it came out, because if you remember, it was the last game they put out for the GameCube and the first game they put out for the the, the Wii. The Wii. And I had GameCube, so I I begged for it uh, for Christmas that year. Got it. Uh, I got a few hours into it, and I was like, I am... I have never played a, Le- a Zelda game where I was that bored playing it. Everybody wanted their realistic Zelda game. Yep. And, and and they got it and it wasn't that great. Like I'm I've said it for years on this show. Is it a it has its moments. Like I like Ganondorf's story arc in this game. And Midna is an interesting character. Like, the Twilight Realm is an interesting facet of the Zelda universe. It's just not that exciting. Yeah. The execution is not that exciting. Like, from from the beginning, you know how with all those old-school Zelda games, you do, like, some kind of tutorial to kind of get yourself acquainted with what you got to do? Even that's boring. Yeah. I, I don't want to spend 45 minutes learning how to shoot a bow and arrow. Like, that was so not fun. I don't want to spend an hour trying to learn how to ride a horse. I don't want to do all that. I just want to do some... I just want to go out into Hyrule and adventure. That's what I want to do. Imagine playing it with motion controls. No, not... A, <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, it's it's not a good game. 
And uh, at my number one spot is, of course, Castlevania 64. Because that is probably one of the worst games ever made. And I love the Castlevania series. And this game is just a black spot <laughs> on on a pretty good track record of games. And ugh, it is so bad. This is this is the turd in the the Castlevania gaming franchise. <laughs> it's the turd in the Castlevania punch bowl. Yep, exactly. And I, I don't I, if you've never played it, just do yourself a favor. Just go look at some gameplay footage on YouTube, and you will see what we're talking about. It just <laughs> it's 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 the ugliest game you'll ever see, or at least one of them. And I, I took the bullet in reviewing that on the show a while back, and man, it was, it wasn't great. We'll say that, but yeah, watch some gameplay, and that'll that'll make the decision for you. Yep. And, and if uh, you still play it, I can't help you. Yep. If you want to play it, good on you, but you're you're not gonna you're you're not gonna have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we go into your top five list you listeners out there Derek would you like to do our Patreon shout outs absolutely we want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro we want to shout out James aka at Jimbo Jr. on our discord page Travis Martin Raven Danny House Justin Nispel John West Daniel Salmon Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself Mike Eveland Tyler Watson Axeblade 07, Armes Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions of keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And for as little as $1 a month, just $1, that's four quarters that's 10 dimes i'm not going to go into the whole currency but that tells you how much how little you have to <clears throat> you excuse me you have to give us to get your own rss feed with ad free shows and that's not all you get early access to our monthly bonus episodes which this month we normally do a commentary track but we did something a little different this month we spoiled the heck <laughs> out of tears of the kingdom and talk about, you know, what we liked about the game and what we disliked about it. So if you're a Zelda fan, definitely go check that out. But we've and also done some... You know what go else? Ahead. That that particular episode, the Tears of the Kingdom episode we did for this month, it's not getting released to the public. It is nope. Patreon only. So if yep. you want to listen to it, you're going to have to be a patron. Exactly. But we also do our, our fun commentary tracks like the Batman 1989 movie, Transformers the movie, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, animated shows like Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Batman the Animated Series. The list is near endless on what we've done. So if you want to be a part of our fun Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, send us your social media information, whether it's Twitter slash X, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. And I uh, don't have a... Uh, wait, I do. I'm gonna play this as our bumper going into everybody else's top five. So uh, here, hold on, let me play this. You look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> Up first, 
<laughs> from on Facebook. We have my co-host over on the Open Micers podcast, Mr. Jacob Craig, chimes in with at is number five, Assassin's Creed Unity. One of the worst stories and by far the worst combat mechanics in the series. Uh, I've only ever played the very first Assassin's Creed, and I didn't I didn't like it very much. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. It, it looked cool, but it's just not my thing. Seemed like a lot of work, and I don't like stealth games. That's just not my thing. Yeah, I, I, my only exception are the Arkham games, yeah. which I know we're about to talk about. Yeah, and that is number four. Batman Arkham Origins, a much unneeded prequel in the series. The whole game seems like an unnecessary cash grab. I never played Arkham Origins. I have, and I don't disagree with what he said. Hmm. That's not the Telltale one, is it? Is it, or is it still in the the Arkham game like canon? It's it's still in the Arkham game canon. It's huh. it's a prequel to to Arkham Asylum. I never played that one. Uh, number three, Kingdom Hearts three, a very unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but I just couldn't get into the story of this game, and the properties used didn't interest me at all. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet, so I, I can't really comment, but that that is disappointing because the the first two games are really, really good. Yeah. I still have only ever played that first one. I still need to play the others. Uh, number two, Halo Wars. The biggest disappointment of all time as a kid was getting this game for Christmas and realizing that it's basically the board game risk, but with Halo stuff. I liked Halo Wars myself. I I like real-time strategy stuff like that. Yeah, Halo Wars wasn't bad. It, with games like that, we used to play Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth 2 for the Xbox 360. And my friends and I, we played that game religiously. Mm -hmm. But I, I never got into Halo Wars, personally. I wish they would do a remake of it myself. <laughs> I like playing it. Are, are you saying that because you actually want it, or is this to troll Jacob? No, I actually do want it. I liked playing that game. I, I liked uh, Halo Wars, and I used to play um, uh, Star Wars Empire at War for my on PC. Yeah. Did you ever play that one? I never played it, but I know of it. Oh, it was so good. They need to remake that one, too. Uh, and it had his number one Resident Evil Code Veronica. I think it could use a remake still. But as the original game stands, the story is subpar. Controls are like driving a tank, and it's hard as dog shit to play without a walkthrough. Agreed. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, those controls are just... I'm so glad we, we moved on from those tank controls. They're really tough to go back and play. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand, like, that really can take you out of a video game. Like, if yeah. you can't control it... And, you're not going to play it. Like, I'm not going to play it. Yeah. I mean, they at the time, it's all we had, and it was, it was you know, right. it, was, it was a lot easier then because it's all we had. But going back to it after, you know, 20 years of having dual analog and, you know, you control the camera and everything, it's like going back and playing that, it's like, ugh. It's like, ugh. It's, it's almost impossible. We didn't have anything to compare it to yeah. back then, and, and and we go back and play it now, we have the, the modern games to thank for that. <laughs> it's like trying to drive a car with your hands and your feet tied behind your back. Ugh. Next up, we have Mr. Josh Hartman. 
He says, let's see if I'm forgotten about again. Uh, no, not you, this time, you're, sir. You, you are not sure. forgotten. You you are one of the first ones we're going to read, sir. And these will be hot takes, just how I feel. Also, I wish I could put Metroid as a whole on here, but I can't. Just watch Alien and Aliens. Mm-hmm. That, is a, that is a hot take. Number five, Mega Man 8. I honestly love it, but I know it's not that good. Jump, duck, duck. I've never played Mega Man 8. I don't remember if I did or not. I think I did. I don't remember. Uh, number four is Final Fantasy thirteen two. I was going to put Final Fantasy ten on here at first because I hate, that's in all caps, hate Titus, but I hate Hope a little more. As if the numbering system wasn't confusing enough, you make sequels to your numbered <laughs> installments and you call them Final Fantasy ten two and thirteen yeah. two. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I I personally can't wait till Final Fantasy twenty seven twelve. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's gonna be the peak peak of the franchise. I'm probably gonna get some hate mail for yeah. that, but it's okay. Number three, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Listen, I really like the first few, and I love the way this looks. But no, it was almost Ken- Castlevania sixty four. But no, I like Symphony it's- of the Night, but. I mean, I haven't played it in years. Maybe I need to go back and play it again. It might not hold up, but I thought Symphony of the Night was great. I'm trying to remember. Have I played this game? Uh, it's the one where you play it as Al- Alucard. Um, right. Okay. No, I, I have not played this one, but I, I recognize the cover. I remember it being really hard, too. Number two, Metal Gear Solid 3. I hated the music being like James Bond because I don't like 007. I don't mind Metal Gear Solid 2, but this one was so boring. I've tried playing a Metal Gear Solid game, and much like uh, we were talking about with um, Assassin's Creed, it's just not my thing. Yeah, my brother got me a Metal Gear Solid game for the PS2 last Christmas, and I still haven't cracked it open yet. Just just because I know if it's anything like Splinter Cell, I tried to play Splinter Cell back in the day. I just I just could not get into it. I don't like stealth games and just that type of stuff. I hate being stealthy. I like to bust in like the freaking Kool-Aid man and just destroy everything in the room. After you yell, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and his number one, Resident Evil Umbrella Corps. It's god-awful. <laughs> I love Resident Evil and even love Operation Raccoon City, but UC was so god-awfully bad. I never played Umbrella Corps. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I've I've never played it. I have to look that up. Yeah, but we didn't forget about you this time, Josh. We nope. didn't forget about you. Nope. Um, we have up next. We have Mr. Mark Simmons, who goes by a couple of different names. He's at Mushmouth TB on uh, Twitter, and he's also known as Touch Biloxi. Um, he uh, and he's also in a fight with him and Jacob Craig are fighting right now. Yeah, <laughs> doing diss tracks at one another for yeah, open So I've heard. But uh, he, uh, his list is Zelda, Skyward Sword, uh, Sonic Heroes, Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil Five. Yeah, I, I almost put five, but I think six. I think five is still enjoyable, but six was just terrible. Uh, and then his last one is Crash Bandicoot: The Wrath of Cortex. A lot of people don't like Skyward Sword. I as far as in the, the Zelda camp, I never played Skyward Sword. It's it's not the best Zelda game, but to me, it's not as bad as Adventure of Link or Twilight Princess. It's just really short. 
it's important to the story, but you can kind of take it or leave it. Yeah. And then I I thought about putting Sonic Heroes as an honorable mention. It's um it's one where you play as like a, a team of characters. So you have like Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles as a team, mm. and you can switch between the three and they each have their own unique abilities. Good idea in theory. <laughs> Execution, not so much. Yeah. Uh Rampage in the chat room says Umbrella Core is all action. Decent action game, but terrible R- Resident Evil game. I'm going to have to uh, mm. go look at it, because like I said, I, I never played it. Yeah, and then I'm surprised he put Final Fantasy VII yeah. on his list. Like that That's regarded as like the best <laughs> Final Fantasy game ever made. I know. I've played both the original and the remake and enjoyed <laughs> the The one that I like, he's like, that one's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, next up we have our, uh, from Twitter, we have at uh, Dave Gladow. Uh, His top five list, he says, only games I've played, so no Zelda CDI games. (laughs) Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, back from the sewers for the Game Boy. Number four, Tecmo Super Bowl 2. I didn't know there was a second one. I didn't either. That must have been a late addition to the the NES. Maybe that's a good thing we don't know about it. Number three, Street Fighter 1. Number two, Super Contra for the arcade. Hmm. And number one, Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels. Somebody else got The Lost Levels on there. Yeah. I I have never played Street Fighter 1, but I know that it's regarded as way inferior to, yeah. to 2. Same here. I, I never played it, but I, I know it's a, it's <laughs> lowly regarded as, as the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Our newest Discord member at Hushed Pixel uh, writes in with uh, at his number five. Mario was missing. Uh, didn't you review that one? one I time? did. I it's one of my guilty pleasure games. <laughs> I'm not gonna like it's. Yeah, it's not a great game, but I don't hate playing it. But it's an educational game. Can an educational game be listed in a, a worst game list? I mean, yeah, but still, it's educational. Technically, I would say, yeah, it can. Uh, Let's see. That is number four, the CDI Zelda games. I knew somebody was going to throw those on there. Braver than I am. (laughs) Uh, Number three is Halo 5. and says Halo 2 was saved by multiplayer. Now, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. That's a very hot take. Halo 2, because I mean, the the Arbiter became it part two, man. Gotta love the Arbiter. 
I, I could see why Halo, like ever since Bungie stopped making Halo, it just hasn't been the same. Yeah. Uh, here's a hot take right here. Yeah, this is a spicy take. This is spicy for you guys out there. At his number two, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. This just stabbed me right in the heart, man. Like, why do you hate this game so much? I'm going to have to write him on Discord and just be like, <laughs> what? Why? Why? I, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. Yeah. Like, why, why do you dislike this game so much? I mean, I can understand if you're not an RPG person and you went to go play it without ever having played an RPG before. I, I'm, I figure you'd be like, what the hell am I playing? Yeah. But man, this game is... I thought it was just great. Yeah. I love both the KOTOR games. And at his number one spot, Half-Life 2, Episode 2, Worst Cliffhanger Ever. And I know that they've been... Like, uh, Valve has been teasing Half-Life 3 for, like, 20 years now, so I don't know if y'all, you guys are ever going to get the res resolution to your cliffhanger for Half-Life 2. There are some people that are still keeping the faith. Yeah. And more, more power to them, but... I don't know. Like there are a lot of games that I would love sequels to, but I've ex like I've accepted we're never going to get a true Banjo Kazooie sequel. Yeah. Or Conquer, and I don't see it happening with Half-Life. Well, I think pretty much anything to do with Rare and their Nintendo stuff they did and I and Valve with Half-Life 3. I don't think any of those things are ever going to happen. It's unfortunate, but realistically it's it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Valve's too busy running Steam now. That's their cash yeah. cow. They they ain't worried about Half Life. Yeah, which is understandable. And uh, now Let's... we move into Discord. Yep, moving into Discord, we have Mister Raven Ghostpaw, number five, Mega Man Five. Only say that because the weapons you get <laughs> are garbage. Number four, World of War World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Number I three, agree with that because, man, I was so looking forward to Cataclysm before it came out because it was like, holy crap, they're going to change everything. And then they did, and it sucked afterwards. Again, it's like, how do you follow these like iconic games like we were talking about with Mass Effect? Mm -hmm. Number three, Final Fantasy X-2. That was the one with the really annoying like Japanese pop music that would play during all the commercials. Like it, <laughs> it, it made me not want to play the games. I don't even remember. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Other than Final Fantasy VII, I don't know what any of the other Final Fantasies uh, are. The memories are starting to come back to me, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, number number two, Mario Party Four. Yeah, Mario Party Four is pretty bad. And then number one, Guilty Gear Strive. I don't know. I never played Guilty Gear. What is Guilty Gear? I, I, I don't know. I've never never played those games. Huh, you have to look that up. Um, up next, we have the man himself, Mr. Brandon Rutledge, the man who uh, came up with this top five list. And he says, here is my list, Dishonorable Mentions, Final Fantasy, uh, what is that, 13? Yep. Um, way too damn linear, and half of the characters are just obnoxious. Mortal Kombat 4, first attempt to shift to a 3D plane and failed badly. Mario Party 9, everyone moves at the same time, even with individual turns, not fun. Castlevania 64, so much wrong, and don't get me started on the camera. You're not lying in the least. Nope. 
Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. Easily the worst fighting game for the DBZ franchise. Uh, and GoldenEye 007, we remake with horrible controls and replacing Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Craig. When did this happen? I forgot about that. Yeah, they did replace him. And I, I don't, don't understand why, because Daniel Craig wasn't in the GoldenEye yeah. movies. I don't... I like, didn't, why, didn't, why didn't you just make a Casino Royale game with the Daniel Craig James Bond? I didn't... I had no idea this happened. Like, this is yep. news to me. Yep, I remember that. I was so far away from any kind of interest in Nintendo around the time of the Wii. Like, once I went... Because I went from the GameCube to the 360... And then from the 360 to PlayStation 4. Like, I just completely missed everything Wii and Wii U. Uh, oh, the Wii, the Wii was great. Wii U, not so much. Uh, number That is number five. Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII. The biggest example of why Square Enix needs to stop venturing into other genres for Final Fantasy. Uh, number four. Connect Star Wars. When the I old, forgot about these. When the only decent game mode is the Dance Central knockoff, then we've got a problem. <laughs> I had a friend who loved the the Dance Central knockoff of Connect Star Wars, and it drove me insane. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never even got a Connect like that. Just did not interest me in the least. Yeah. Added number three, Resident Evil Survivor. A light gun game with a boring plot, dull protagonist, and awkward controls. Uh, number two, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Good, massive roster, bad, everything else. Worst, everyone has the same exact fatalities. Mm-hmm. That sounds lazy. Uh, At his number one spot, Sonic 06. Need I say more? It makes me happy that he put that on his list. Yeah. And, uh, let's, let's see. see. Next up, we have Mr. Armez Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five worst games of great gaming franchises are as follows. Uh, number five, Metroid Other M. I never played that one, but I, I heard it was not great. Number four, Castlevania 64. Uh, next up is Resident Evil 6. Every Batman game except for the Arkham series, <laughs> the NES games, and the reskinned Final Fight SNES game. And Final Fantasy Mystic Quest rounds out his list. I thought you liked Mystic Quest. It's the only Final Fantasy game I've played that I've actually <laughs> kind of enjoyed. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, d- I did like Final Fantasy 3. I never finished it, but I did play it. Yeah, I need to go back and play. Uh, is it Final Fantasy three that's on the Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think that's the one I started and I got stuck and I was gonna restart and never did. Uh, and up next we have the real big wall himself coming Wally, in on the Discord. Yes, uh, he said uh, at his number five he has Hotel Mario. Yes, I played it on CDI. No, I didn't play it for long. I completely forgot about Hotel Mario. Yeah, me too. Dude, the CDI games just didn't even register with me when we were, I was writing this list. I never played them, so I, I, I don't feel right putting them on my list, but they just didn't even enter my brain. Nope. 
Uh, number four, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a good idea on paper, but the grinding and microtransactions made it less than fun for people who didn't have a lot of time or money to invest, and that is why I stopped playing that game as well. Yep. Uh, let's see, Pac-Man 2, I mean, come on, what even is this? <laughs> uh, and Derek agrees. I'm glad I never yes. played that game. I don't have the hatred that you guys have for it. And consider yourself lucky. At his number two spot, Guitar Hero Live. They overcomplicated literally everything. Rock Band 3 did what they were trying to do for far more... Uh, tr- Rock Band, let me let me back up here. <laughs> Rock Band Three did what they were trying to do far more successfully with the pro guitar setting, which used a real expensive AF guitar or a controller with over a hundred buttons to replicate the real thing. But GH wouldn't teach you anything. The randomly available songs for a fee was just dumb too. If you're going to have a subscription-based track list. Give me access to all tracks all the time. If you're going to buy a Guitar Hero controller with over 100 buttons on it, why don't you just go get a real guitar at that point? Yeah, learn the real thing. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what, uh, what's that, what's it called? There's a a game that you can actually plug your guitar into. uh, Like It started with PS3, I think. Oh, what is the name of that game? Um, uh, let's see. You said it was for PS3. Uh, it started on PS3, and then I think went to PS4, or it might have been on. No, I think it might have been on PS4, and then you could play it on PS5. It's something you can actually play like real songs, like on an actual guitar. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing Guitar Hero. It's not Guitar Hero. It's like it's not rock band. It's like rock. Uh, something. Rock. Let's see. Let me try this. Let's see. Uh, Rocksmith? Rocksmith. That's it. Rocksmith. Yep. Uh, there we go. At his number one spot, Halo Infinite. Something feels lost in translation in this one. It feels sterile and the tone is off-putting. The levels aren't as well constructed as previous entries. I never played it. I didn't either. Sounds like we lucked out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then, this last, last but one. not least, yes, we have I Am The Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> Number five, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Let's forget a good stealth story and make every mission and level design the exact same thing over and over. That God, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, number four, Mega Man One. I just put this in here to mess with Jason, but seriously, Mega Man Two was such an improvement that Mega Man One is hot garbage. I still say Mega Man One's still a fun game to go play. It's not broken or anything, but man, once you play Mega Man Two, it's sort of like ugh, going back to one is like I, I don't want to. I just want to play two. Yeah. Uh, number three, you mentioned this earlier, Star Wars yep. Masters of uh, Terrace Kasi. If you've never played this, consider yourself lucky. Definitely needs a remake if they improve it. Here's the thing. Even if they do remake, if they were to remake Masters of Terrace Kasi, I mean, how do you even, I mean, I guess they did it with uh, DC versus Mortal Kombat. Like, it's sort of like, how do you make it, uh, balanced you know because i mean right 
if you pit, you know, uh, Han Solo against Darth Vader, I'm sorry. As much as I love Darth Vader, he's just going to kill Han Solo, like, instantly. Like, yeah. You know, how do you balance a game like that? Yeah. Number two, Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Just no. <laughs> I really thought he was going to put Sonic Frontiers on his list just to mess with me. Yeah. But no, Sonic 4, it was a good idea, but it, I don't know, it just didn't hold my interest. You know, I was really excited when it came out because like, oh, it's an actual, like, true sequel to the classic Genesis games. And mm. you're just kind of, you're just kind of meh. Yeah, I never played it. And then number one, Street Fighter 1. Two playable characters, sort of. Special attacks, you can try, but probably won't happen. Responsive controls, ha! Yeah, right. I'm glad they got it right after this one, though. I'm gonna. We may have to go back and uh, do a review of Street Fighter 1. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm interested now, because like I said, yeah. I've never played it, so I'm going to go I haven't back either. and check it out. I mean, I'm I'm down for that. I know we've been talking, you know, off and on about doing a, a dual review because we haven't done one in a while. So yeah, um, I'm, actually, I'm down. A dual review. We're supposed to do one for uh, what is it, Rocket Knight? Yeah, that's the call. We're supposed to do one for Rocket Knight here pretty soon. So okay, that sounds fun. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the uh, the end of our uh, top five lists, and um, we do have uh, a nice letter. We got earlier yeah. today an email. Um, let me. Do I have a good? Here, hold on a second. Let me. Uh, hold on. I got. I know we got something here. Oh, here we go. I'll play this for uh, going into it. Uh, Monkey. There we go. An email from Johnny O. Signed Johnny O. Uh, hey guys, I just wanted to send you a long overdue thanks for your podcast. I do a lot of driving for work, and I'm always looking for new, interesting things to listen to and discovered Nerd Cave Retro a year ago. I decided to start from your first episode and to gradually catch up to live listening to all of the reviews but that interested me, which was most of them. I consider myself to be somewhere between a casual gamer and a diehard at heart. Being in my late 30s now, I don't have nearly as much time to play, but still enjoy hearing the latest gaming news from you as well as reviews of classic games. As a Switch owner, I spend as much time playing classics in the online library as new stuff and your podcast is added to that joy when I have time to play. Keep up the good work. You guys have an awesome way about you. You just seem to uh, you just seem like good dudes and very relatable. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to add a little input to one of your upcoming reviews, Jet Force Gemini because it's always been somewhat of a hidden gem, no pun intended, in my opinion. I was actually about to email you two to request that you do a review of this game at some point, but when I heard last week, it will be coming up soon. The game came out when I was 13, going on 14. Derek, I believe, were about the same age, and I believe, and I immediately loved it. I believe what hurt this game was that Donkey Kong 64 came out just over a month later, and that was understandably everyone's focus. Even I abandoned the Jet Force for a time to focus on DK64. Uh, Jet Force Gemini is not without its cons, such as some camera issues and the difficulty and at times intense frustration of trying to save all the tribals. I feel the pros greatly outweigh the cons, though, including a great story, characters, 
graphics for the time and arguably the greatest soundtrack for a rare game, which is saying a lot. It features an epic score, which is part of why I felt it could have made for a great animated film. I'd say a good six to eight hours of playing will give you enough appreciation for it, but I'd love to hear your honest opinion of the game. Perhaps nostalgia is blurring my vision. Anyway, you guys are great. Love the show and hope the two of you are doing well, and I look forward to more episodes to come. Your listener, Johnny O. Well, thank you, Johnny, for, for yeah, the kind thanks. words. Yeah, thanks. That was fantastic. Yeah, thank you for the kind words. And yeah, that's actually going to be a next week's review. I'm going to be reviewing Jet Force Gemini, so you won't have to wait long. I never played that game, so this is... I'll I didn't to, either. I'll have to look at some uh, some gameplay before next week. It's one of the few rare games that I've never played. So was so this... So I'm, I'm excited. Was this on the 64? Mm-hmm. I thought... I could have sworn this was a GameCube game. I, for, I knew that it was around the time of Donkey Kong 64 coming out. I always thought that this was after, but, you know, in hearing that message you know it, it does remind me that yeah it was it was before and before donkey kong 64 that's crazy i i that whole area from like the whole the years between like 96 and 2000 like a lot of that span just squishes together for me like a, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff especially a lot of stuff like this i thought came out on the gamecube but it was for the 64 yeah, it's it seems like a game that would have been perfect for the GameCube, but you know, I, I know that it it didn't get as much acclaim as like a Donkey Kong sixty four, and you know, now we know why. Yeah, and even that had its had its detractors. So I I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet, but I'm going to uh, in the next couple of days, and then the good thing is is that next Monday is Labor Day, so I'll have a a three day weekend to uh to really sit down and enjoy it. Awesome. And uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to review. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to do... Uh, I played a little bit of uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, for the uh, the NES the other day. I, 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 I don't know why I never played that game when I was a kid, because I love G.I. Joe. So I started playing it the other day, and I think I might review that for my, my next review. Okay. Sweet. After that. But... um. I guess we're we, we don't have we we'll save these uh we we got a lot of news from you guys over the past couple of days but uh, we'll save it we'll save all this news for next week unless you want to just do this one news story here about uh, uh, yeah because uh, I feel we would be as an, uh, a retro gaming show I feel we'd be remiss if we didn't <laughs> cover this because I had no clue about this until uh, Wally tagged us in it the other day yeah let's do it. Uh, this is from GameSpot.com. The Atari 2600 is back as a new console for $130. Uh, uh, the Atari 2600, which was one of the first modern consoles when it was released in 1977, it's making a comeback. Atari and publisher Plyon, I guess that's how you pronounce it, have announced the Atari 2600 Plus, which is described as a modern-day faithful recreation of the iconic console. It launches November 17th around the world, and pre-orders are available now for $130 uh, USD. Uh, comes with 10 of Atari's most famous games loaded onto one cartridge, including Adventure and Missile Command. It also supports any Atari 2600 or 7800 game cartridges that you might already own. It was designed using modern technology, 
and includes the system's iconic CX40 joystick built with the same size and layout. It runs on USB power and connects to your screen via HDMI with support for multiple resolutions. It is uh, it's 20% smaller than the original Atari, and uh, let's see, some of the games that come with it are Adventure, Combat, Dodge'em, Haunted House, Maze Craze, Missile Command, Real Sports, Volleyball, Surround, Video Pinball, and of course, Yars Revenge. Kind of feel like we have to get one just so we can finally review Yars Revenge. <laughs> See, I have an original Atari 2600, but it's so hard to hook up. But with this thing, being able to play the old cartridges and its HDMI, I think I'm going to go ahead and get one. So I'm I'm kind of stupid when it comes to Atari. I never owned one. I've never played one. When I initially saw the price tag and the amount of games that was coming with it, I'm like, uh, that might be a little, little pricey. But since you can play the old cartridges, Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it. I think Nintendo needs to take a page (laughs) out of Atari's handbook here and put out an original NES that you could still play the old NES cartridges on. Oh, that that would break IGN if Nintendo (laughs) came out with that news. But this is awesome. I mean, yeah, $130 is a little bit high, but... I mean, you can still play your old cartridges on it. It's HDMI. You'd be able to stream it, you know, very yep. easily. Why not? I mean, that for 130 bucks, you could do worse. Yeah, I I would agree with you. And it it it's a pretty faithful recreation of it. You know, you can, there's a link in the article you can click on, and it it looks pretty cool. You know, I've I never. I never owned one, but um, one of my uncles did, and I remember seeing it when I was a kid. It, it didn't work at the time, so I never got the chance to play it. But uh, yeah, I I may actually break down and and get this. I think this is a much better idea for Atari than releasing that uh, VCS they released a couple of years ago that pretty much just fell off a cliff as soon yep. as it was released. This is something that made my ears perk up as soon as I saw what it was. Yeah. Agreed. So you're giving me, this is cool. You're giving me something that is easily hooked up to new TVs and still plays old cartridges. Yes, I'm in please. Nintendo uh, take a, take a look at this and, and just think about it. Just, just think about it. As they would say, the ball is in your court. Yes, exactly. But, uh, we'll save the rest of these. Um, these news articles for next week. And uh, that'll bring us to the end of the episode. This was a fun top five list. I had a lot of fun with this one. This was one of my favorite top fives we've done. Yeah. Brandon gave the idea a while back and I'm like, but that's, that's brilliant. So brilliant idea. If you guys have any top five lists that uh, you would like for us to do, go to our discord. You can go to nerdcaveretro.com and click on the discord tab there that will take you to our un- never ending discord invite for that that little button there and you can go straight to our discord and we have a uh, we have all kind of tabs in there in the discord and one of them is the top five submissions and just jump in there and say hey why don't you do top five whatever whatever and uh we'll we'll if it's good we'll do it yeah absolutely but uh but Derek what is going on with the Derek Diamond experience? 
So this week I released my interview with actor Vince Lozano, who appeared in Pirates of the Caribbean back in uh, back in the day and also made his uh, acting debut in a cult favorite movie called Encino Man with Brendan Fraser and Pauly Shore, (laughs) uh, which I actually saw for the first time like a year ago. Hilarious movie. And it was cool getting to, you know, hear stories about, you know, being on set for that, as well as Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, That interview is available now on the podcast feed as well as my YouTube channel. Head over to linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. Everything's in one location. And I know we talk about it with this show too, but if you could, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a review because the more reviews that the show gets, the more visible it is and the more exposure that it gets. So it only takes a minute of your time and doesn't cost anything. Uh, And on the Open Micers podcast with me and Mr. Jacob Craig, um, we have a returning guest, Mr. Neil Rubenstein, uh, Rubenstein coming on to uh, this Tuesday. Uh, usually we do Monday nights, but this week it's a day, day later than normal, but, uh, he's coming back on the show and, uh, they is, he is an awesomely funny dude and he has a new special on YouTube and, uh, can, what is the name of the special? It is called have some dignity. Uh, go check that out on YouTube if you're looking for a really good comedy special to go go watch. That's really good. And then and then go check out Open Micers where we talk to them about it. So that's going to be this week at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. So Derek, is that it? Is that everything? I think that's it. Well, let's get out of here. If you want to email us, email us at NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com. NerdCaveRetro.com is our link tree. And that takes you to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, and, of course, our merch shop, which you can also get to by going to ncrmerch.com. We have T-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media at NerdCaveRetro, at JFunktastic, and at Derek underscore Diamond. And like Derek said earlier, go leave us a review and or a five-star rating wherever you listen to the podcast. Because you know what that's going to do? That's going to get us higher in the ratings and get us in front of more people. And we need that. We need your help to do that. So if you could do that, we would love you forever. And uh, that being said, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yeah. Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? I have spoken. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.